back to the pop aka the Preston outdoors podcast this is probably the most impromptu podcast i literally have no notes or anything down this is a podcast where um the topic was brought up we're gonna bring in him right now the guy that basically brought up the topic joining me is mr levi nix levi welcome back to the pop thanks for having me man so we got people on instagram live here too levi had to get off because we had a little echo problem going on so if you got any questions for levi nicks drop them on instagram live but we're going to get to recording the podcast here thanks for everybody that's stopping by you're getting a little bit of a preview before the show airs tomorrow and what we're going to talk about levi and i were going back and forth um i don't even know how we got on the subject to be honest with you uh in snapchat but basically talking about technology and fishing and this is a subject actually that um i have waffled back and forth with on the advancement in technology and stuff like that and levi you were under the impression correct me if i'm wrong that um technology is evil quote unquote or not really what were, what were your initial thoughts when we were talking about this it depends on what we're talking about in my opinion so we're talking about a lot of times we were talking our you and i and snapchat were graphs and i have levi was on the different end of i think the way i've come about and about graphs and technology and fishing and I haven't talked to anybody that actually had the different opinion than myself be, being wrapped up in the bass world and stuff like that. So I think this is be an awesome show to where we're going to bounce some ideas off of each other and see what your thoughts are compared to mine. Because from the initial beginnings, I would say you and I started fishing probably the, probably the exact same way. And you probably had more technology than I did growing up fishing. So tell me your side of things, Levi, we were talking about why do you think, technology like you said in our snapchat conversation was cheating well i see when it comes to the word cheating i well i mean what we were talking against we were talking nature about cheating against nature or what well, were we talking about written, we were talking about the live scope that's yep. why i think that's the part that i think is cheating okay in my opinion which hate me or not whatever yeah. Um, I think if you can, I think if, if you're able to, the reason I think it's cheating is, is if you're able just to punch one hole and use 360 all the way around you from, what does it go to 180 feet? I think is what, yeah, it most of the pictures are on those live sonars are around a hundred feet and stuff like that. Right. So anyways, what I'm getting at is the fact that you're able to punch one hole, use it and go all the way around, check. 360 around you and say there's your crappie fishing and there's a school of crappies 40 feet that way yep. well, now rule of thumb is you're going to go over there punch a hole right over the top of the fish and fish them and catch them mm -hmm. whereas where i'm coming from like as of like today still and then growing up where you punch 50 to 100 holes in a basin to try and find a school of fish to fish them for maybe five ten minutes before they move on and then you're just hole hopping around whatever and granted i mean you can do the same thing with with live scope but i don't know i just, i don't know i just don't i don't like them so what I mean, about open cool. water they're fishing cool. scenario same same yeah. thing for you yeah I, I would i would say it's kind of the same thing but it, it it's tough to it's tough for me to even say it because you look at the guys who are fishing um, the MLF and all that stuff. Like yep. every single one of them either has the, the live scope or they have the, what is it? The hummingbird 360 imaging nowadays or a yep. big Lawrence graph. I mean, every, every, that's all 
fishing's kind of come to, in, I guess, in my opinion. I feel like it's kind of taken the sport away of it, basically just from what I've grown up doing. Yeah. So if you're listening to Instagram Live, Levi basically was talking about how um, he doesn't agree with the forward-facing sonar that we have today for ice fishing um, and even for open water fishing thing. And I, I can somewhat agree with you on that. Um, how do I put this? Because you and I grew up the same way. Like I grew up in a float tube from Texas. Like my grandpa was up here from Texas. He taught my dad how to bass fish. I was in a float tube in waders graduated to a paddle boat, to a canoe, to a 16-foot tri-hull. I mean, people have heard this before, to my dad's 18-foot aluminum boat and did not get a graph on there or depth finder until that had a map to drop waypoints until I was 18 years old. Contour lines. Yeah, didn't have a map chip or anything like that. So bass fishing, we beat the bank, docks. Every that's why even today when I see uh cover, that's where I, I, I love to fish is because I have that confidence from growing up. Basically the same thing. So you kind of where you grew up, you can tell us a little bit about that a little bit more. But did you guys on the boat and stuff, did you guys have say a graph or anything like that when you grew up? I mean we we did to an extent, I guess. Yep. Um I'm trying to remember the first time we actually had like a graph where you could you know check depths check contour lines blah blah blah, whatever yes i mean you said you were 18 so for me it was probably definitely got to be younger yep i i don't know probably 12 13 years old maybe even earlier 10 something like that but i mean growing up uh i would always go up to devil's lake because i have you know i have grandparents who live in the old town of knox Yep. Um, which is only 18 minutes away from Devils. So and we, when we fished Devils, we never fished the big, big part of Devils. We would always fish the chain lakes up north, like Mike's, Alice, you know, Irvin, stuff like that. And we would okay. always fish out of a 14-foot John boat. So yeah. we wouldn't have a graph. It'd be mm-hmm. the three of us in a 14-foot John boat, my dad, grandfather, and I, and we just go pitch weed edges. That's all we do. Yeah. Basically the same thing, Jason walleyes, but you're fishing emergent cover. The same thing I was doing bass fishing when I was right. growing up, that kind of right. thing. And so my progression was for the most people know, I've fished the um, local club tournaments and stuff like that. Bass fishing got really into tournament bass fishing when I was 16, after I graduated from college or excuse me, in 2016, when I graduated from, from college and just getting started off with fishing my buddy's boat and then finally i got my own bass boat and stuff like that and i still even nowadays if you're i'm looking at it from the tournament aspect on the professional bass fishing side of if it's legal and you don't have it you need it or you're gonna you're just you're you're outclassed or you're you're um it's unfair advantage for those guys but i also look at fishing at the club level I was fishing the guys when 360 was big when it first came out, Hummingbird 360. I didn't have something like that, and I talked to the guys. The guys were friendly enough and were telling me, you know, hey, I used my 360 and found this stump, or I was watching fish on a weed edge and would pitch to them and stuff like that. So, like, that technology there was like, oh, my gosh, like, I just went and flipped this 300-yard stretch in practice, didn't get a single bite, but you can just cruise down there, and I'd see people with a rod in their hand, wouldn't throw until they saw – 
50, 60 feet away, saw a hole or saw a fish cruising and could, and could do that. And now I right. thought that was the most amazing thing. And now taking the next step to the live, the live imaging and stuff like that. So obviously Garmin has their um, pan optics now in the live scope. Humminbird just came out with the mega live Lowrance with the, um, what is Lowrance's forward facing sonar? I can't um, remember. I can't either. Kenny, Kenny Mitt would know. He's not on here anymore. But anyway, so they're um, the live imaging sonar. Because for me, on the front of a boat, if I'm going to fish offshore, either your walleye fishing, doesn't matter what species you're going. If you pull up there, you got your trolling motor, you put your auto anchor on there, you've got a 360 that'll show 360-degree image around the boat, and then you have your live transducer to let you know where those fish actually are. Like, how are you going to beat that? And I understand where you're coming from because I was on the same way. It's like, you don't. And then you don't beat it. Yeah. So this is, this is where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a tournament aspect of why I want to be a professional bass fisherman to where I'm not saying I need that technology, but I also feel, I feel that I'm missing out on learning that technology. Like if I was to get there someday and have the 360 and the live imaging up front, and then I figure out and go, Hmm, you know, this really doesn't fit my style and then step back, that would be one thing. But for me, it's that little unknown that is out there because I've never had a chance to use it. I mean, I fish with guys right. that have used it, but I've never ch had a chance to have it on the front of my boat and use it and decide what I, you know, want to do. So that's where I'm coming from. You can explain where you're coming from, from a, you know, like you said, maybe, I don't know, cheating's not a good word to say, but that's kind of how we explained it. <laughs> it's, I, well, and then I clarified myself and said it's an advantage. Yep, yep, that's true. It it's is a huge. It's a huge advantage. Cause if, I mean, even for, like from the tournament aspect, like you were talking about, if you don't, I feel like if you don't have it, um, one, like we had talked about, you're missing out on potentially, you know, putting a 20 pound, 22 pound bag together where mm -hmm. versus catching a 12 to 13 pound bag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I, maybe it's because I haven't personally used it myself yet. Yeah that's that's the way i feel about it and maybe it's just for the fact that i've i grew up um how i grew up and like i mean and how everybody grew up but that's just that's just what you know um all these electronics are doing nowadays like you got the live scope you've have 360 imaging you now have you know underwater cameras um yep yeah i mean we just didn't have we didn't have a whole bunch of it, or, I mean, if, even if we did, we, it was, it was few, few and far between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would just call it, <laughs> I would call it myself a, a advantage to the fisherman who has it and a disadvantage to someone who does it. Yes. And it can get to so. a point because I, I, I see both sides of it. If, even though like say I someday that's my goal is to have that option on the front of my boat. Like, I'll be honest with you. If I use it, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm a shallow water guy. I'm a bass fisherman. Like I, and I love targeting shallow walleyes when I'm walleye fishing too. Like that's just yep. the, the offshore game is definitely something that intrigues me, but I've done this a million times. So I, they had the same, they'll have the same conversation in the fishing and hunting industry, whatever technology comes out, you'll have your, you know, yep. guys on one side, girls on one side and on the other, um, that it's cheating or it's an unfair advantage to the animal or blah, 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 blah. The only argument I have for fishing against say the hunting industry is that you're going to 
like get close and kill that animal, finish its life. It doesn't have an option. A fish somewhat has a choice per se, if it wants to bite your bait or not. Now it might be a reaction bite, like all this stuff. We can go down that later. What I'm saying is that the fish right. has a choice. We can drop that live scope or whatever down the ice hole and we can find those crappies 150 feet away. But are you going to get them to bite? Is that the right mood? The one thing that I've used the gra- the side scan and the graph and stuff like that for um, my personal setups for my boat, it speeds up the process to find the fish. Right, it does. And you, sure. will find, you will find a way for those fish to bite. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yep. Then it's just narrowing things down. Alton Jones, yep. um, I'll never forget this quote. He said, it's not catching fish is easy. Finding them is the hard part. And I heard him say that in La Crosse, Wisconsin. The fish were moving all over the place, but that was his quote. And so that's kind of the same. I can right. definitely understand where you're coming from because I, I fish with or fish have fish with people or, you know, people I've fished with since growing up. I mean, even the side scan on my boat or your boat or whatever, they say, oh, that's cheating or that that's unfair. And, and yes, it might be, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it might not be. And if I, I can, you know, I'm mad enough to say that if I wasn't into tournament fishing, would I progressively try and pursue to use these, the new three, the 360 or the live imaging sonars? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know, like if I was in, say, your shoes that maybe you're not pursuing a career in the fishing industry or becoming a tournament angler, right? would it really matter? You know what I mean? I See, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just I saying for know. me personally, would it, I, I don't know if I would, you know, have that drive to save up money or be able to secure a sponsorship to be able where you can get that technology. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. The only thing is, and I'll say this, is that, if you take away one, it's, and if you go from a, I don't want to say purist standpoint, but that standpoint to where it's a very slippery slope and I don't know where it stops. You know what I mean? Right. If you yep. cancel, which it'll probably, it'll never happen. Like it'll never happen from the tournament aspect, anything like that. Those sponsors that make all those electronics, they are, you know, title sponsors for all the tournament trails, walleye, bass, redfish, whatever tournament trails. Mm-hmm. So their technology yeah. probably won't get limited. So it's almost like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. But there are a select few on the bass side that I know that don't use those. And they do very, they just very stick to well. The, they, just, they stick to the bread and butter. They got a graph what up front up, and they got a graph in the back. Up. They don't have two graphs in the front and a pyramid right. stack in the, in the – or a graph, one graph in the back, one graph in the front. Most guys are running two graphs in the back and now three graphs in the front. <laughs> Because they need a right. 360 and a live imaging and a mapping, you know, graph to speed it up so they don't have to press the buttons and stuff like that. Um, yep. Would I get to that? I can't answer that question. If you were to ask me that, sure I can't can. answer it. I, I don't know. If, if I had the means and the sponsorships and stuff lined up to where I could secure that, I would definitely try it for a season. Because, again, I told you the live imaging stuff, like that's an unknown for me. And I know it's an advantage. Mm-hmm. But I also know on the other stand, uh, I tell people this all the time, not really to stick up for the people that can afford it and have all those uh, technologies, that um, you don't use the 360 all the time. Right. You don't use the live imaging all the time. Guys don't have their 360 on and their live imaging on when they're in five feet of water for the, exactly. mo- for the most part. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yep. So it's one of those tools that gets put in the arsenal, but it also has – 
um, the bad connotation of that it makes fish bite. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're dropping down. I can see them. They're going to bite. I don't think it makes are, fish bite. But Go ahead. are they, though? I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think it makes the fish bite. That's what, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think my, it does either. Yeah, so my perspective from it is it, it doesn't necessarily – it's not cheating because it makes the fish bite. I think yeah. it's an advantage towards finding fish that will bite. Mm-hmm. It's instead of I don't I don't like the word cheating because it's not cheating it's part of it's today's yeah it's not it's not you're not breaking any laws not breaking any rules but yes it's definitely a high advantage right and it forces you to I don't want to say forces it puts you in a better um situation word I'm thinking of like a bit like yeah like a better situation to finding the fish that'll bite so say like. Like again, if you go back to the whole crappie situation with the live scope, if you when you're mm-hmm. ice fishing, you punch a hole. You see, say you see one school to the left of you, 30 feet, and another school to the right of you, about 80 feet. You go to the one, obviously, you go to the one that's closer first. If the yep. fish in the first school don't bite, oh well, then let's just go check and see if the other ones bite 80 feet away in the opposite direction. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm. I'm kind of that's how I kind of view it mm-hmm. myself. Is if it's an advantage to, you know us like myself who go out and punch hundreds and hundreds of holes a day trying to find one fish and put it topside. But yeah, that's, that's just me. And then, I mean, obviously I still use though, you know, the, the Navionics or the, the Onyx app as far as contour lines and stuff like all that go, but I don't know, you can only do so much with contour lines. Everything changes, lakes change, water depth, whatever, weed growth, whatever, everything changes. Yeah. on a daily basis so and that was my next question i didn't know how long like i said i we didn't script this or i don't have any questions i have no, no. piece of paper in front of me this is just something i want to get on and talk about but that was going to be my next question for you was like how far would it go then you know what i mean because technically using your vexlar there's no lag there that's kind of like a live image obviously it's lines and you can't see the fish. but it's not but it's but, not though but dude, it's like not, you see the fish, you can watch. You can. No, let me finish. I was thinking about this today when we were going to come on and record this. Yes, you can't see 100 feet in front of you. But you can take your transducer and swing it back and forth in the ice hole and see if there's fish around you, around your cone angle. Oh, God forbid, 15 feet. I'm just saying, depending on deep you So you can see those fish. You can see those fish. And then I'm working my bait, and I watch this fish come off the bottom. Okay, and he's going real slow. It means I know he's curious, but he's in a negative mood. First, they rip up and go above it. You know they missed it. You know what I mean? So that's what I was going to say is how much of a slippery slope is it to watch your Vexilar where it's still getting a live image. Now, you're not seeing the fish come in from as far out right. or away, and you're not seeing you know, the head versus the tail. The graphic. But I'm seeing a line that's double wide, so I know it's a big mark. And I can play with his attitude looking up and down on a Vexilar, something that's, you know, we've been using for so many years. Yep. I I was thinking about that today. I'm like, that's kind of a a live image in a way. It's just, it, I don't know. It is, but it's not at the same time. I know. I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It still gives you an image but it's not as great as it is now. And like I said, like until 
until you know something happens to where I would be able to get in there and use it on the front of my boat, I personally can't give you a, um, I don't know, like my personal opinion, like because I don't know what it would do to my fishing style. Obviously, mm-hmm. it would use it, but dude, I fish shallow so much that they won't even be. If I was to go fish, I don't know, some area or fun fish or whatever, like it would be off for the most part. Because everything, yeah. like you said, I, 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 yeah. you and I fish this yeah. kind of talk about the same way. We, you grew up fishing shallow walleyes. I grew up fishing shallow bass. So visual that I don't, I don't have it on. And it, and right. there has been a thing like where you go fish the opens, like I've done as a co-angler for the last couple of years. I've been able to practice with guys that have um, the live scope. And we'll pull up to a brush pile and there'll be fish in there. It'll be like, come up here and look at these fish. And I'll watch it go up there. And the fish won't touch anything. And we'll run mm-hmm. to 10 to 15 brush piles and there's bass in there. Now some have crappies and stuff like that, but there's bass in there and they are not eating. And then the, the spotted bass are tend to talk about have a little bit, have to be a little bit more denser fish. They can feel the pinging of the live scope on Smith Lake. They're talking about where these fish, you turn that live wow. scope on, they take off. You get within a hundred feet of them, which is about your max range, say that, or you're, you're yeah. gone. So, they're so does adapting. that consider itself a disadvantage then? It could be. It could be, so but you turn your you turn your, your image down. You turn your ping speed down. Like you can adjust. So what it's doing is all this technology is obviously pushing a bunch of people off the bank because you can access mm-hmm. those weed beds, those rock piles. And then the, the biggest advantage I see, especially when 360 came out with it, they're, and their Humminbird's um, slogan is no wasted casts. That's where I find myself mentally right. tapping out when I'm fishing offshore, rock piles, weed edges, blah, 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 is I scanned yeah. it with my, my down scan and I can see, say a little point that comes in and forms and I'll mark that point with a waypoint in the weed bed. Cause I know the armpits and the point are three high percentage areas. If I was fishing bull rushes, I'd flip those, the point, boom, they're set up ambush areas. I can drop a waypoint there but I'm going to pull up on it and I'm going to face in the waypoint. Now, you know, even if you have a puck on your graph, that might be a foot or two, one way foot or two, the other way I go to bomb a cast out there. And I don't even really know if I'm fishing that point underwater point. Exactly. I, I don't know. Right. I have a 360 that says, okay, the point, And then Brandon Polnick does this. He takes his rod and there's a stump here. He lines his rod up with the stump and he finds you know, a landmark behind that where his rod tip is and aims yeah. for that. So it helps you there. Yep. So th- what it would do is make you way more efficient, which doesn't mm-hmm. make fish bite, but obviously the odds are always in your favor when, when you're able to do that. Right. So oh, how do I even, I don't know. Personally, I would be on the side of using the technology so far because i haven't got it yet it's always that grass is greener on the other side kind of thing but i also am like i said before i am also not naive to think well if i really wasn't into this tournament fishing would i even really care would you even have it yeah would i even really care that's another thing and that's another thing that i was going to bring up too is like i feel like i mean yeah some of the guys that um well if not most if not all tournament anglers have some sort of 360 live whatever but if you're if you're not fishing competitively what's the point of having it 
in my opinion, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is what's the point of having it when you can just go take, you know, take a a Helix 7 or a Helix 9 that doesn't have 360 or even down imaging and just uses mm-hmm. it for depth or blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But I mean, not, nowadays you take guys who are using, you know, like my old man, my old man finally decided after I told him for two years to finally get the ice package for his Helix, for yep. his Helix 9. So he can take his waypoints from where we're at in the boat and go right up to him when he's ice fishing. And God forbid he like an advantage it. you know it, so, it just speeds it up so yeah i don't know but no i i was interested to see what your point on i would be fun it'll be cool to see um in the podcast anybody that's listening to to drop us straight send me a dm on on instagram or facebook or something and see what it is i also want to get on there and do a little bit more in depth on on this because it's like i said you're the first person that i know personally that it says um legend calls thanks for stopping in uh that is maybe not you're not i wouldn't say you're even on the opposition of technology i wouldn't even say that i would just say from a recreational Um, fishing standpoint that you maybe haven't seen for yourself what the point would be to get it you know what i mean yeah i just i just haven't used it myself personally to Mm -hmm. give myself the to choose to decide for yourself it's you and i are in the same boat yeah yeah because i haven't used i mean i've I get five minutes You've to play around it. with. I, I get five minutes to play around with it in the back of the boat when the guy's eating a sandwich. It lets me run the trolling motor. You know what I mean? But I haven't run it right. through my tests and stuff like that. So for me, I, I want to get it someday. I want to have it, and I want to see if it fits my style of fishing. And if it doesn't, I don't know if I'll have it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see because that's it. a lot. That's a lot more sell expensive it. stuff to put on there. Yeah, sell it. Somebody will buy it. That's for sure. So. All right. Well, man, that, I appreciate it. We had a lot of fun coming on here and doing this. It's a little bit quicker episode because I got to get rolling here. But yeah. uh, I think this is cool. Get that if pickleball there's any, league going. Yeah, I got to play some pickleball tonight. League, day one. Here we go. So if you guys don't forget to check out Nick Golfer on Instagram, give him a follow. I'll have the link in the description here on the podcast as well. Um, thanks for watching the pop. We're going to try and get more regular uploads here talking about subjects like this. If you have a subject or a topic that you want to hear about, Send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know. I'll get somebody on here to talk about it, or I'll just talk about it myself and give you my opinion. These are cool shows that just pop up randomly like this. So thanks for everybody else that's hopped on on Instagram. And Levi, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks, man. Always available. All right. We're going to do it again. See you guys. Sure.